Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And thank you for your patience over the last few days between my um, voice going out for most of the month. I'm so sorry about that. And some of the technical issues we're having and other things. But we're back and we're ready to get things started. So, um, the subject we're talking about today, we've talked about it a little bit before. We're going to readdress it because it needs to be. Um, and it was brought to my attention by uh, our good friend Kevin Anderson of Anderson and Welch, uh, who got a little bit uh, peeved about a story about a young brother in Texas um, who uh, he basically has been punished. I think he was punished for about a month or whatever uh, by his Texas school district. Um, his name is Daryl George. His, he's 18 years old. Um, is, he was attending a Houston area high school. Um, and he actually, according to, to this article that um, I got from um, from Kevin, hasn't been attending school since August 31st. He was suspended. They say the length of his hair violates its dress code. Now, uh, their code, I guess, determines that uh, students cannot wear, uh, I guess, hairstyles that fall below below the shirt collar or um, eyebrows or earlobes or whatever when it's let down. Um, and so he apparently wears his hair up as not to uh, try to violate the policy. Um, but they said they say students with other uh, locks have complied with the length policy. But the state of Texas, uh, uh, State District Judge Tap Kane III, according to this AP article, um, said the policy is not discriminatory because the Crown Act does not say that exemptions for long hair can be made for hairstyles that are protected by the law, including locks. So we're going to get into it today. I, I have my own reasons for wanting to get into this, too. But we are pleased to welcome back. We're going to talk about the Crown Act and just some things in general with uh, Attorney Sean Yvette Brown, Esquire, who is joining us again. Good morning. Welcome Thank back. You. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm blessed. I am so blessed. You know, uh, God puts things well, I won't say God. Things just happen. You know, God gives us the strength to get through it. That's what I'm going to say. God don't make stuff That's happen. True. You know, 
That yeah. is true. Yeah. So, so I'm sure you've got an earful from Kevin about this. So, well, um, what? yes, I I heard about it. I heard about it, and did a little okay. bit of research on the article that you were referring to. Okay. And, you know, I, I kind of inundated you with some, some other stuff, some older stuff and some newer stuff as well. Um, does this student, do you think, have, uh, I guess, the right or any probable success of appealing this? Um, after reviewing it, and I did, um, I did pull up the, um, the actual school's dress and grooming code, Probably mm-hmm. not, but I think based upon the appeal that it would help to clarify the Crown Act. And this is the issue with uh, when passing bills and passing legislature, that making sure that is very um, specific and to what the the law actually implies and what it's actually going to stand for. Um, and why I say he probably doesn't he's probably not going to win on appeal is because based upon the actual dress code under the hair, it says the male student's hair will not extend at any time below the eyebrows or below the earlobes. Male student's hair must not extend below the top of a T-shirt collar or be gathered or worn in a style that would allow the hair to extend below the top of a T-shirt collar, below the eyebrows or below the earlobes when down. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it kind of covers even though this young man had his dreads up and wrapped to where it was Mm -hmm. not extending below the collar or his eyebrows because of how it's written in the dress code. It says even if it's let down, then um, it would violate the school dress code because when I first heard about it, my question was going to be, well, if it was up and it wasn't hanging below the collar or his earlobe, you know, how do they know how how long his hair is? But right, exactly. Dress code, yeah, you know, looking at the le- dress code um, is is real clear, um, you know, and um, based upon that, I believe that in Texas where the um, school district, they had filed a lawsuit to clarify the terms of the Crown Act and whether their dress code violated, and they found that it, it does not violate it based upon the length of the hair. Okay. So uh, I'm, I'm getting old and crotchety, so that's some of what's coming into play here with me. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed, I'll just put it that way. That we are still having this fight. That we right. are still having this issue. Um, I I just you know I mean I, I want to see if you know okay if if are there other students you know non-black students that are going through the same issues? Who else has gotten or is getting suspended? You know, are there some? You know, ponytails, there's some man buns out there, you know, man buns have become a thing. Right, right. I I, I can't really, anyway. Uh, You know, I'm I'm just going to put this out. See, it makes me wonder, would you suspend Jesus Christ from school? Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Because (laughs) the, 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 yeah, they probably would because they don't have anything else better to do, you know, and their concern is not about the student's education. 
but about mm-hmm. how comfortable they feel. And that's what, uh, you know, unfortunately this and other um, things, you know, in terms of, uh, I'm gonna, you know, I know this is not part of the, the conversation, but African-American studies in school and all kind of stuff has to do with certain, uh, certain, and I say certain other people, certain other people feeling uncomfortable. It doesn't matter about the people that have been made to feel uncomfortable all their lives. It's, mm-hmm. it's just certain other students, it's the people people that have been made to feel uncomfortable. Um, I want to know, is it, should this, should this Crown Act, should, or any legislation that deals with, uh, I guess you could say personal, uh, I guess, appearance and hygiene, I guess I should throw in there. Um, should this be on a state-by-state basis? case-by-case basis, or should there be some sort of uniform across-the-board legislation that, you know, deals with this? And I'd like to get your opinion on that. Um, I believe it's going to be based by uh, state-by-state. Um, it, it's not federal yet. Uh, my understanding is not federal law yet. Um, the problem that we're going to have is, well, let me let me take that back. It's gonna it's gonna depend on the agency. Why it's gonna be state by state? Because there could be like different school boards. And for instance, in this case, school boards have the right to be able to come up with their own dress codes. Um, when I read this dress code, being having a background from a military family, it's similar to what the military standards are. Uh, with there was some issues with black women. Um, with their braids and their locks wearing a uniform and not being able to have their hair um, hang down lower than the um, their shirt collar. Now, that is federal because it's the United States military. So I don't know if they're going to be able to have it um, federal because each state and each different agency, or if you get into state um, – employment agencies or federal employment agencies, different positions, they are able to have their own set of rules or dress codes. So I don't, I'm not really sure if it would be able to uh, be a federal law across the board. Now you mentioned the military and I wanted to know, is that particular rule, is that more, does, is that, I guess, in place for performance reasons, morale reasons, what is the primary reason that that would be in place? Um, so, so the uniform appear, it, so everyone appears in uniform. You're supposed to appear as one and look as one. Um, and you're not to um, disgrace the uniform, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, you're supposed to be appearing professional. Um, so that's why uh, it's, I know some people who are aware of um, even watching TV or, or know persons in the military. Of course, when the young men and go into basic training, they're always going to cut their hair. Um, they're wearing the same type of uniform, whether they're in um, basic training or once, once they get out of basic training or if they have, they have a certain uniform they, ha- they have to wear if it's for um, 
certain events that they have to go to, whether it's personal or whether it's like a, a funeral or some type of um, ball or something like that, they got to all have the same type of uniform. So that's why the military has a standard dress code for appearance and to appear as though they're one. Sorry, I accidentally had you on mute there. So um, when it comes to students or when it comes to mm-hmm. uh, professional situations, um, I, I mean, I can understand. I mean, I think the last time you and I talked, it had there, there was an issue with a young man whose uh, locks were cut because right. of, uh, of wrestling. Right, okay. right. Which... In a way, I could I could almost lean toward some sort of manageability of the hair, so as not to get hurt. Now, whether or not I mean I I don't agree with how this was handled. I would have maybe if if you had given that person the opportunity to cut the hair. Um, you know, and they did not, uh, you know, go according to the rules and did not go about, I guess, appealing the rules in the right way, maybe have benched the person. But I don't know if you go and take a pair of scissors and put it on somebody's person Mm -hmm. and and the hair is an extension of that person as far as I'm concerned, you know. So that, that, that's, I think that's where that one got me a little bit more. Um, but here now you you uh, taking this person out of school system for more than half of the school year dealing mm-hmm. with this issue. I mean, who I, I guess who should shoulder the responsibility with that? Um, I guess that would be the school and the school board and the state. Um, from my understanding, um. He's in in-school suspension, and he's at an off-site disciplinary program. He, that's where he's been since August 31st, 2023. So mm-hmm. I would have a concern with is he still getting the um, the education? Is he still going to be able to graduate? Um, is that going to affect, you know, because if pension or out-of-school suspension, is that ex- counted as excused or unexcused? That would be my main concern. Um but it is an individual choice as to whether you should cut your hair or not. Um, that's where we get into the Crown Act. But, however, uh, individual expression is, like you said, it's your own person. You're, that's how you ought to be able to express yourself how you want to. But when it comes to let's, let's just stick with this school, this particular school, their issue um, when, when they filed their lawsuit, they were saying that, the law was never intended to allow unlimited student expression. I could understand that in a way because you see um, some children uh, who's wearing the red and the fuchsia and the green hair or, you know, like you said, the, um, the man buns or the mohawks or, you know, at what point do it get to a point to where people are being distracted or students are being distracted by what's going on or can they be retaliated against because of the way they look or because of their individual discretion, um, such as 
uh, when we're talking about the LGBTQ uh, community, you know, um, it would have caused hate crimes because a young man decides to wear a wig or or look more feminine than masculine. So I think that's why schools are allowed to come up with dress codes and guidelines so that everyone look more conformed and uniform so that might not allow others to um, bully other individuals for looking a different way. However, when you're talking about cultural differences in our hair, that's a whole different topic because we don't have control over that. Um, so the I'm, so, school is I'm able, sorry. I'm, go ahead. I'm, I'm just because, I, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm a little annoyed. I'm a little disturbed. About I'm this. annoyed too. <laughs> okay. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm sorry, did y'all say anything to Albert Einstein? Did anyone say anything to Albert Einstein when he was going to school? That I know it's too late to kind of find out, maybe, I don't know. But that's what I would like to know. Did any, has anybody looked at a picture of him? I mean, seriously. But you've got, you. everybody has benefited from that person. Right. Okay. So uh, my concern is, when do we lose the gifts that these young people or anybody, someone in the workplace, has to offer just because you are overly occupied, preoccupied with how this person looks? You know, that's a little bit stupid, in my opinion. We're going to take a quick break. We are here with... Esquire, Sean, Yvette, Attorney Sean Yvette Brown, Esquire, um, and we welcome your input and your insight. The number is 516-387-1944. We are talking about um, hair discrimination and, and um, revisiting the Crown Act. This is D's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment, and we will be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. At Vintage Labs Collection, we are a multifaceted team of medical professionals dedicated to delivering the best quality products to patients. Our mission is to deliver the best supplement and patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. Chat with our consulting pharmacists by visiting our website at www.vintagelabscollection.com. Supplements are not highly regulated, but Vintage Labs holds the standards higher than most. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. I am so glad I'm back. I'm really glad. I'm glad I'm feeling better. I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad to have a subject that I'm, I'm, I'm a little passionate about. I, I'll tell you all why I'm a little bit more passionate about it in a minute. But anyway, we are discussing uh, whether, you know, the, the Crown Act, and we're discussing basically – uh, hair discrimination or discrimination in terms of appearance. Um, and, and 
you know, what should and should not be legal, what is valid and not valid. And we are here with Attorney Sean Yvette Brown, Esquire. And the number, if you want to join the conversation, 516-387-1944. So um, I guess, you know, my my concern is, you know, we got the babies, unfortunately, uh, that are only covered as far as the law and the parents and any teacher that's willing to stick up for them or any counselor that's willing to stick up for them or any community that's willing to stick up for them will allow. You know, unfortunately, we're in this age where people don't uh, – maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm saying we're in an age right now where a lot of people are just like, I'm not going to try to get involved. It's not my business or, or whatever right, case right. maybe until it's your child and then you want everybody else in in, uh, in the entire world to be there by your side, you know, uh, we, right. we've got to get past that because, you know, we're, we're hurting. When we hurt one person, we hurt everybody. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. You know, so. Yep. All right. So I, I guess, I, well, let me, I'm going to go ahead and, and throw a little bit of what my, I guess, sensitivity is about this now. Um, and that is because I'm transitioning. I, and when I say that, um, for probably around, I'm going to say about 55 years, I've had a relaxer or a perm of some sort with okay. the few exceptions that I got um, bad chemicals and I had to give my hair a rest or I decided I was just going to give my hair a rest and try it out and, and I just uh, um, couldn't take it anymore. So, you know, because I, I do, I, I have... I have some hair to go to battle with. I'll just put it like that. So I'm transitioning back to to natural hair, um, which is a good thing, I, I, in my opinion, because it's what God gave me. And I've just decided, okay, Lord, you gave me this for a reason. Let me just figure out how to work with it and not subject myself to the chemicals that are causing a lot of people cancer out there right now. That's mm-hmm. the thing. One of the products I was using was causing people cancer now. I haven't been diagnosed with any cancer, praise the Lord. And so that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing right, it because right. basically it's what God gave me, and I just need to embrace it, you know, and, and figure out how to deal with it. Now, I can tell you I've torn up some brushes and combs, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> this is new. <laughs> I've broken a few myself. I understand. <laughs> You know, I'm trying to figure out what to do with the scrunchies now that, and and and, all, and and what kind of, you know, pretty hair accessories I can wear and how to still look uh, professional. Mm-hmm. Also, how to look age appropriate. Um, right. I, uh, you know, so it's, there's a lot of things to figure out, but I just got to figure it out, you know. And I got to not worry about what other people think, say, or do. Well, here's the thing, G. I think we're all, as black women, I can only speak as a black woman, and have these struggles. We have hair struggles. Matter of fact, um, last time we talked before, I was telling you how I have the hair weekend. I just had it a couple of weeks ago, where pretty much it takes me 10 hours to take my hair down. I wear two-strand twists, so I'm sensitive to it also. I've been natural for over 20 years now. Um, when I let down my locks, if I could wear it straight, but I'm in Florida and humidity don't work with my hair, um, you know, so it's going to be, it, when it's out, it looks like a, 
Angela Davis afro on crack <laughs> and a big puffy <laughs> cotton ball. Um, it takes me 10 hours to put in my two-strand twist. It takes me 12 hours. I mean, it takes me 10 hours to take it out. It takes me 12 hours to put it in. It lasts approximately a month, okay? I'm sensitive to it because being an attorney and I'm in Bureau Beach, I'm the only mm. black attorney um, in my courtroom and in, in this area, actually. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm very cautious about how my hair looks and when it's time for me to have to go through hair weekend because it starts looking fuzzy and puffier and, and, you know, unkempt to the Caucasian's eyes. Okay. That's why mm. the Crown Act was passed. Okay. The Crown Act was passed, which to uh, maybe some new listeners, the Crown Act is actually creating a respect for an open world for natural hair, what we're going through, just how do we wear our own hair. And the law prohibits race-based hair discrimination, which is denial of employment and educational opportunities based upon hair texture or protective styles, which are braids, bandu knots. So, you know, core rolls, this is what our protective styles are so we can grow our hair naturally and we shouldn't be discriminated against by not being able to be employed or have educational opportunities and I would extend that we shouldn't even be bullied or be looked at as being unprofessional because of our natural hair which I know I am still looked at at that way Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be looked at at all do you want me a black woman staring you down as a white woman looking at your ponytail whether or not it's straight or curly or wavy or if it's blonde or redhead or, or, or brunette or whatever, why is it that I need a law? This is what is aggravating me now. Why is it I need a law to protect me from what God gave me naturally? Okay. Well, this yeah. is where this needs to stop. We need to stop uh, saying, "Oh, I mean, is this is as bad as needing the the law to vote?" You know, right. why is it you as a, a a person not of color couldn't go ahead and vote, but I need a certain law for me? It makes well, no sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, that's that's the fight that we still need to continue to fight, the Civil Rights Act. Um, you know, I think we got complacent, and we, I mean, um, people of a particular age, uh, you know, we just celebrated Martin Luther King's birthday not too long ago, and, you know, mm-hmm. Black History Month is almost over. You know, this, we're, we're in our 50s. I'm 57. I don't, I'm proud to say that. So yeah. I have to still school my colleagues when they're saying, oh, what happened to Martin Luther King and Malcolm X? I'm like, do you guys realize that I was two years old when he was assassinated? This is mm-hmm. not that far removed, okay? I have an issue with we are still in the Constitution of America listed as three-fifths of a human. Until we fight this, and mm-hmm. um, let's not go into, you know, now we're getting into election season with Trump and, and how he's trying to relate to black people because of tennis shoes and because he have a mug shot. This oh, is God, how we're geez. looked at as black people still. 
And until we come together as a people and continue to fight this, that we shouldn't be looked at that way. And we are equal and we are humans. And because we were born with the color of our skin and the way our hair grows, we're going to be continuing in this fight. And that's why we have to have laws because people of other races are still going to look at us as though we're lower than, less than, unkept, a threat, our black men, they're a threat just because they have black skin. You know, we're always going to suffer these microaggressions that we just conform to or assimilated to and become so used to. And so that's why we're creating these laws. And we just got to keep fighting because, you know, without the laws, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. Without the laws, what? Without the laws, we're just going to keep being discriminated against. With the laws, okay. at least brings attention to it um, and gives us that mechanism to appeal or take it to the Supreme Court, get it, the Constitution changed, because that's the only way that we are going to be able to protect ourselves. Because the reality is we are still looked at, you know, and we suffer microaggressions, period, in the public, in the workplace, in the schools, everywhere. Um, so, I, I, you know, I don't know how we're supposed to fight that and change people's mind of not looking at us as less than or a threat. Or well, I've got an idea. Something negative. I got What's an idea? idea. My idea is, number one, if you can, stop worrying about other, what other folks say or do or whatever. And if you can, get your own. You know, you work, if you have to work for somebody, you work for them as long as you can get something from them. I know, I'm so sorry. I know this sounds so selfish and so bad. But seriously, (laughs) you work for somebody else as long as you can get something from them. And what I mean is experience, education. Mm You, mm-hmm. if you have to work for someone else, I mean, if you don't like working for somebody else, but you have to, make sure you're getting something out of it. Okay, that's the one thing I have to say, you know. Right. And then go get your own. You know, I, I, I always tell somebody that when I was going to college, you know, uh, and, and you were telling your age, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, accompany you so you don't feel like, like you're just out there. I'm 63 <laughs> years old, just turned 63 this month. So, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I know I'm a little crazy, too. I've come to accept that. I'm starting to, I'm not fighting that anymore. So, um, the thing is, when we go in, like when I was going into college, you know, you had people, you know, saying, and not necessarily my mom. My mom, you know, people thought she was a little bit, but she was smart. But, you have people that, as a woman that will tell you, oh, you can go to college and you can find yourself a nice doctor or lawyer mm-hmm. and you can, you know, marry a nice doctor or lawyer that you meet in college. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's okay, if that's, I'm just saying, that does not have to be for everybody. If that's for you, that's a wonderful thing. God bless you. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the, the rules don't have to apply to everybody. Let's just be clear about that. So, then it started to grow a little bit in terms of you could go to college and become a good or lawyer, and that's mm-hmm. fine. That's still good. 
and that applies for some and not for others. But now what we should be saying is you need to go to college and eventually own your own practice or firm. Mm-hmm. Okay. We we don't necessarily push that entrepreneurial stuff now. I mean, it's out there now, but we need to push that a little bit more. But there is a process. So you just don't mm-hmm. jump out of college and become an entrepreneurial uh, mm-hmm. entrepreneur. So, but it needs to be on your radar. You don't always throughout the course of your whole life have to work for someone else. Now, you can work with someone else because we don't need all those firms and practices out there solo. We all need help. So you've got to make the decision in terms of whether or not you want to do it by yourself or you want to do it with someone. And then once you have your own, then you can wear your hair any way you like. How about that? We're going to take a quick break. We are here with attorney Sean Yvette Brown, Esquire. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dodd's Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dodd's Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dodd's, dedicated to serving our families. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar? or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast, let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are talking about hair discrimination in the Crown Act. We are revisiting that again. Uh, the number, if you want to join the conversation, 516-387-1944. We are here with Attorney Shawnee Vett Brown, Esquire. Uh, so, Attorney Brown, uh, yeah, I kind of ventured off a little bit, but I, I wanted yeah, no, to make the fine. point. Yeah, but I wanted, the thing is I wanted to make a point is that you've got to put to maneuver yourself into a position where someone else's um, opinion does it outside of God. That, that's, that's my accountability is, is, you know, how does he feel about it. Other than that, uh, someone else's opinion should not really matter if you are doing a quality job in terms of your profession. That is true. You know, I, I mean, that's the ideal situation anyway. The way it should be. Um, but unfortunately, we're not there yet. We're, you okay. know, we're not where we were. We're not where we should be. But because of the, you know, the society norms, that's where we're at. Uh, we shouldn't have to have a Black Lives Matter movement. We shouldn't have to have the Crown Act. We shouldn't have to have affirmative action, but 
now you see they're trying to turn all that back. You mm-hmm. know, they're trying to get rid of that, especially here in mm-hmm. Florida. Um, that's yeah. the unfortunate part. Um, but I'm with you. I'm with you. I've never been one to conform. I've never been one to assimilate, um, which is why I didn't go in the military. I'm the only one in the family that didn't go in the military um, mm-hmm. because I'm I'm different. <laughs> you know, I, mm-hmm. on my journey now, I'm trying to be who God created me to be. And exactly. what you were saying, just being unique, you're unique. There is no same person. Every different human being has is different. Just so we should be looking at trying to be the best us without comparison to anybody else. Exactly. Okay, and that's taking it just to the higher level. Then I don't know how we get white people to see us as human. You know, I don't. I don't know how we bridge that gap. Okay, okay, but that's that's it. That's no, 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 no. Let, let let's let's go back to that. I don't know how to get white people. I don't. In my world with me and God, I ain't got to get white people to do a doggone thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I am. I'm tired. I'm through with trying to get white people because okay. I, and I'm gonna. I'm going to go here from a faith perspective. Mm-hmm. I believe that God, uh, as, as according to Scripture, shall supply all of my needs according to His riches. Okay, not mm-hmm. white people's riches. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's what we we have to start doing and say. I, I, and I can, like I said, I can really go off on this because this is, I, you know, I'm fortunate right now. What I I, you know, I'm one of these people, uh, I wear a lot of different hats. Um, one of the jobs that I took on relatively recently, I do extended day uh, care work at my church's school uh, mm-hmm. for a few hours in the afternoon. And it's interesting to me because when I was going to school there, I was one out of three black children in the mm-hmm. whole school. It is like turned on its head is so different now. And I'm, mm-hmm. the, I'm still the odd one, but in a different way. We have, uh, right. uh, we have a lot of Haitian and Caribbean and Hispanic uh, people there. So when, when I say to my, the kids I work with, they ask me if I'm Haitian and I'm like, no. And they look at me like, you know, <laughs> like, Oh my God, what are you? And I'm like, I'm Christian. What are you? You know, so mm-hmm. I just leave it there. I'm not going to get in the conversation because just like I shouldn't have to explain that to a white person, I really shouldn't have to explain that to anyone. Right. Anyone else, period. I am That's right. who I am. And God made me, God approved me. I'm here. That's all you need to worry about. Right. You know? so, so then to the, you know, tie it back into what we started talking about with the crown act and this young man wearing the locks and the braid that's why we need white people to see us as who we are because until they do we're going to have this issue of having to explain our culture our hair our why this is the way it is you know how long it takes us to do our hair why our hair you know because it's not that we need them to see us to validate ourselves. But how do we 
get to become equal if we don't bring awareness and attention by fighting when they are discriminating against us or showing us microaggressions that they're not even they're not even aware of. No, they're not. They're not. And you understand. So how do we do? No, I, I understand. How, yeah. Well, I know one of the things we need to do. Um, and I, I love a good meal, um, especially if it's free, just like everybody else. But we need to do more than start having these banquets every Black History Month. Okay. We need to be able to, to have some forums or engage or, or create experiences where white people get a chance to feel what it's like to be discriminated against. You know, I mean, I hear, I'm, I'm going to go back to uh, some, you know, some of my experiences since I've started my school. I have uh, someone that I was speaking with that we've known each other, you know, around the time that I was a, a student at the school. And they were talking about how when we were coming up, the names were so much easier, but now you've got these names and you've got to figure out how to pronounce and spell them, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, goodness gracious, you know, I mean, you got to understand, you know, and why are they spelled this way? But you got to understand that they grew up with these names. These names are not unusual to them. These names are normal for them, and it's your name that is Mm -hmm. different. Depends on the situation where you are. So we have to maybe take more of an opportunity of, why, why, while we do need to celebrate African-American history, black history, we mm-hmm. need to do some cultural exchanges, you know. Right. We need to have a, a sit down and go to meet and come to Jesus, whatever. We need to really have what people don't want to have, and that's uncomfortable conversations. And that is part of the problem that we're having in um with our, our governor and in our schools yeah. is like, no, we don't want to talk about the actual black or African-American experience because it makes other people feel yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, it makes them well, uncomfortable. Heck, I've been yeah. feeling uncomfortable all mm-hmm. my freaking life. Mm-hmm. So get on board, be uncomfortable with me. And maybe we can get to a point where all of us are less comfortable because we have a better understanding and acceptance. Well, How about that? Where that is, I'm in agreement with you. Um, I think it starts with the conversation, but I also think we need to unify and mobilize the marginalized people. You know, I don't want to yes. be exclusive to just black and brown people, you know, because exactly. there's so many mixed children. I mean, every nobody's pure white anymore. You know, that's a that's a deception. But and there's nobody's pure black in in some cases too. Right. You gotta look at that too. You know, and that's right. an uncomfortable so, history, but we, we, we know about it. And it's right. There. We know that. However, until we come together as a people yes. and just have our own, like you were saying, have our own base. 
have our own schools, have our own uh, courthouses, have our own agencies, we're always going to have to work for the man or somebody, and that's me included. Like I said, I'm the only black attorney in my area, okay? okay. Been that way. I've been in this area in the 19th Judicial Circuit for 15 years, okay? Okay, but let me so, ask you this. Uh-huh. Is every attorney or judge or clerk, is every one of them, uh, let's say, do most of them lean toward being discriminatory? And if that's the case, are there any who are not that you can engage in your cause? Because like I said, we, you know, you don't necessarily, when I say you don't have to work, necessarily work for somebody, but if you have to, maybe work for somebody that is willing to engage and, and support your cause, your interests. Well, here's where I'm, I'm like you. I don't think anybody's really engaged with my interests because I'm pro-black. I'm not, I'm not biased or negative against anyone. <laughs> you know uh-huh. what I mean? But okay. I, I yes. do want to um, – I do see how we're still being discriminated against. It still bothers me that we're three-fifths of a human in the Constitution. Uh, I'm not – uh, naive to think that we're not looked at that way. Not that I need someone to see me that way, but how do we get our own and how do we show that we are black and proud, just like um, back in the day, the civil rights movement, when it was strong and abundant with Martin Luther King as the leader, with, you know, you had the James Brown and you had the, you know, the Marvin Gaye, and you had that whole movement going on. I think we need to get back to that, but we can't get our own people, whoever that is, whether it's Christians, black people, or people who just stand against injustice, together to be at the polls, to be at the White House, to be at legislation, to deal with um, who's being put in as Congress and senators and, and governor. You know what I mean? Until we do that. That is when we're going to be able to break down these dress codes and these, um, you know, being able to conform or being able to just be us for who we are. That's what I think is going to have to happen. And and it, it doesn't take, I don't need to persuade anybody other than me to validate me, but I do need people like me to unify with me so that we can all Mm -hmm. stand and say, we don't care what y'all think about us. We don't care what you think about my hair. We don't care Mm -hmm. if you don't employ me, but if we need to be employed, then we're going to have to go by whoever's employing us rules, whatever their standards are. If we want to be educated, we're going to have to assimilate or conform with that educational entity. And that's what, you know, when we were talking about this, this school and this young man, you know, and it's, it's the Barber Hill School and Dress Code, I'm sure whoever wrote this dress code wasn't thinking about our hair and our mm-hmm. culture or our religion or, you know what I mean? So yes. that's where we're coming into problems. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, our generation the 50-somethings, I think we kind of dropped the ball, honestly, mm-hmm. um, yeah. with carrying on with the um, the civil rights movement. I think we're mm. dropping the ball by not turning out for elections and not yeah. paying attention. It's like you said, we're waiting for somebody else to do it. 
Um, like a lot of us, my children are 36 and 39, but should I still be going to the school board functions so that we can deal with mm-hmm. these dress codes? Should we still be seeing who we're electing to uh, be judges and prosecutors and um, Supreme Court judges? If we're dropping mm-hmm. the ball and we're not turning out and we're not protesting these things, then that's how we end up needing laws to protect our equal and civil rights because we're, it, it, we're letting it fall through the cracks. But yes, we, we got to bring it to awareness, and we got to just have, we do have to have the hard conversations, but we have to have the people who are going to step up to have the hard conversation, and let's not be naive to think that once we have these conversations or we have a movement such like the Black Lives Matter movement or when we watch the murder of George Floyd on TV, um, that there's not going to be repercussions. And that's right, where we exactly. have the people who want to be complacent. Um, because yeah. it's not happening to me, then I'm not going to stand up. I don't have kids in school, so therefore I don't care who's on the school board. But then we want to talk about it when a young man is being punished and being deprived of education and not, not be able to graduate because of the way he looks or because of his hair. You know, so yeah. it, it's a bigger problem that still needs to be um, rectified, and I think it's going to take organization and mobilization of like-minded people who want to make mm-hmm. a difference and willing to do that because even in uh, our own families, and I'll just speak for my family, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to build our own communities. Let's get low-income housing. Why does it have to look ghetto or project? Why can't we have low-income housing that you want Ooh, to get? Why can't we have our own uh, schools and our own community? Why can't we have our own blanks? Why don't our own banks? Why can't we make our own Black Wall Street? If they did it back then in the 1800s and 1900s, why can't we do it now? We're more right, educated, right. more employed, they have more money, but it's going to take mobilizing, unifying all these like-minded people. How do we do that? You know, because make a difference. you know what, you know why? Because it's hard. Oh my God, it's hard. <laughs> oh yes, it's hard. You know, I, you, I know. I mean, it's like people are like it's hard. Yes, it's hard. Doggone it. Anyway, we're going to take our final break. We are here with okay. Attorney uh, Sean Brown Esquire. And the number, you can still join in the conversation, 516-387-1944. Deeds Power Hour, never had it so good entertainment. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. By the way, yes, we did not have Burton Kelso on for Tech Thursday, the third Thursday of G's Power Hour. But guess what? He's taking time out of his busy schedule traversing across the nation to be with us tomorrow. So we're going to have Tech Wednesday tomorrow with Burton Kelso of Integral. So please make sure you join us then. And um, in the meantime, we are back with attorney Shawnee Dett Brown, Esquire, and the number is 516-387-1944. Okay, let's get back to the young man. Mm-hmm. How can we help him? Is there a way to help him? Well, I think um, that's, that's what's going on because the um, the school, they filed a lawsuit um to clarify the terms of the Crown Act and whether their dress code, specifically the length of hair, is a factor in the law. 
the uh, lower court came back saying that that did not violate their dress code. Uh, me looking at the dress code and interpreting it for myself, it, it does not um, violate the dress code. However, the way that laws are changed is it has to be appealed. Um, I don't know if people are familiar with uh, even the, the bus boycott that started with Rosa Parks. You have to have something terrible happen, and you almost mm. want to lose that court <laughs> so that you can appeal it. So it goes to a higher court and a higher court. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what get laws changed, and that's what get the changed is you have to be involved. So I think uh, with the school filing a lawsuit and then the family filing a lawsuit, and we just got to see what's going to come back on appeal, and then um, maybe dress the dress code will be changed. Because um, the, the Daryl George family, they did file a federal lawsuit, okay? So when you have a, a lawsuit that fails in the state courts or the lower courts, that's when you're able to appeal it and you're ba- able to take it to a higher court or a federal court especially if it's dealing with a discriminated or marginalized group of people, which would be black people, okay, or women or gay people, okay. So that's when you're able to, depending on the ruling of the court, be able to take it higher. So I think they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. But, uh, again, I think we as a people, as a whole or like-minded people, need to pay attention to who we're voting in to um, these positions of authority. So what I want to say in the meantime, you know, because, yeah, they're going through the channels, but I would like to say in the meantime, you know, if if you have a platform, a social media platform, because we can talk about bad about how these social media platforms, <laughs> they don't do this, they're too bad, they're bad or horrible. You know, <laughs> we're going through this thing now about whether or not um, our young people should have a, a Right. Social media platform, okay? If you've got one now, then use it for a positive thing maybe. Use it, you know, maybe post something that says, hey, young man, and, and, you know, we are with you, you know. Hey, young man, do not give up on your education because mm-hmm. of this. Because, you know, he's saying, you know, all of this because of my hair, you know. He says, he says, according to this, is wearing locks is how I feel close to, closer to my people. It's how right. I feel close, closer to my ancestors. It's just me. It's how I am. Um, so that's, that's what he's saying. So use your social media platform to say, I understand it's okay. You know, if you have a few bucks, let, let, hey, you know, give, you know, Talk to your um, – if you're uh, active with your alumni somewhere, maybe he needs a scholarship. He is 18. You know, he's going to need to go to school somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. can you get him a scholarship? Something. The least you can do, if you can't do money, you don't have a social media platform, the least you can do is pray for him. You know, but don't – this is going to be an event that's going to tra- traumatize him in some way, shape, or form. But we don't right. want it to hinder him from the progress that he can make in the future, you know. And not just him; there are others. Like we said, we this is not the first time we're, we've had this discussion. Unfortunately, right. and it probably right. won't be the last time 
unfortunately. Uh, you know, no. but then you know now that you know what's going on, now that you've heard, now you have social media where you can look into this further. Um, and I have posted this story and others on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. You know, help a brother out. Help a sister out, you know. And then if you're having your own struggle, you know, get in some conversations, some dialogue, and look at what you can do. We don't have a crown act here in Florida, as far as I know. Um, no. Nope. It may be time to get one. We're not getting ready to have history, uh, black history in, in Florida. Leave it to DeSantis. Yeah. 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 So what we need to look at, too, okay, so we're not going to have black history. Let's look at regular history. Is regular history accurate? Is is regular history accurate? Maybe we need to get rid of some of those books because they're not accurate. You know, let's start looking at all the history books. Saying you got to pay attention, pay attention. Even this young man, because the discrimination has to do with educational and employment opportunities because of the hair or the way we look that's the you know that's what we got to pay attention to and i would be following this young man even though he's in in school suspension is he going to graduate because it's not going to do any good to have a scholarship for him for college if he doesn't graduate and he might not graduate because based upon in school suspension sometimes you don't meet the curriculum to be able to get a high school diploma depending on how many days you've been suspended yeah. So like I say, you know, whatever platform you have, whatever you got, you know, encourage him to keep up his studies, to do what it takes to graduate so that, yeah, he can get a scholarship. Let's let's turn this lemon into lemonade for him. That's what I got to say. Amen. Attorney Brown, thank yes, you so ma'am. much. Um, you know, I mean, any, any suggestions about what we do here in Florida? Um, we're on ground zero. <laughs> Stay strong. Keep praying. Um, watch Death Santas, you know, that, that Trump um, confidential yeah. case is taking place right here in our jurisdiction in Fort Pierce. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually where my main office is. Um, so that federal courthouse, um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going yeah. on. You know, we got we to gotta pay attention to all of the... Um, discrimination that's going on and not allow it to happen and not wait till it happens to you or someone you know. Exactly. You and I need to have an off-air conversation really soon when you have some time. (laughs) (laughs) Because we got a lot to talk about. So, but thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. And and be well and and wish you much, much success. God bless. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. Please join us again tomorrow. This has been G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.